Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. DeBolt. Hello, my friends. JT DeBolt's with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning, kicking things off here. And I say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble. Thank you for joining me here to talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, and living the high-performance, high-altitude life. And as always, the High Altitude Mentorship Show is brought to you by flywithjt.com. That is flywithjt.com, where you can download a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Flight Plan to Success, as well as stay connected to everything that we're doing here in the high-altitude community. Lots of cool stuff coming down the road. Get yourself over to flywithjt.com and stay with us. I want to talk today about what I think is one of the most important aspects to leadership, to personal excellence, to personal achievement. We talk a lot about high-performance mentality, high-performance psychology. And indeed, to elevate our game on any capacity, whether it's a physical game, to elevate our fitness and our health and our vitality, to elevate our, our psychology, any of that, it, it starts with a mindset shift. It starts with an absolute belief, number one, but a commitment like a buy-in. We talk about commitment and devotion. You know, we're talking about buy-in where long after the motivation wears off, long after any kind of spark that gets us going, as soon as that cools off, what remains? What's that part of us that's still dialed in to, 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 to continuing the journey? taking the next step when our feet are blistered and our back is sore and our mind is mush? What's that drive, that internal thing that keeps us going step after step, foot after foot, inch after inch? We have to be committed to it on a level that's completely psycho to the rest of the world. It's that relentless commitment that, that, that takes us there. But we talk about excellence. We talk about achievement. And those words, they're slick, they're sexy. We like to think about those success principles, and really they, they can be just nothing short of platitudes if we don't take it a little bit one step further. When we talk about a commitment to, to excellence or going to the next level, we have to realize that excellence, excellence comes over time. It's like mastery. We don't show up and say, hey, I'm going to be a master at this at the end of a six-week course or at the end of an eight-week course. That's just getting us started. Excellence comes over time. And here's the interesting part about excellence. It's not a finish line. One thing that's very interesting to me, there's this discussion about Malcolm Gladwell's principle of 10,000 hours to become an expert. And so what happens is, is people start setting their timer. They're like, okay, I'm going to put in 10,000 hours of work. 
And when they get to 10,000 hours, they assume at that point they're an expert. And they, may be, they might be. There's, there's no reason to think that they couldn't be, except that excellence in and of itself, expertise, greatness, is not measurable by time. It's very difficult to measure it by any other kind of accolade or acknowledgement. You might win a ribbon or a medal. You might get that promotion. You might win the competition, come in first place, get the gold medal, whatever it is, get the trophy. And we can look at those things and say, well, there, that's, that's evidence of greatness. That's excellent. That's excellence personified. And while there's some truth to that, perhaps, that does not make somebody great. That does not make somebody excellent. That doesn't make them, you know, necessarily defined as the best ever or the, their best selves. When we're talking about a relentless commitment to anything, whether it's a commitment to excellence, a commitment to mastery, it's really about a commitment to improvement, to getting better. This past Monday was my birthday. And the way I like to think of it is it's one more successful lap around the sun. And people have a different approach to birthdays. You know, for some people, they just kind of think of it like this, uh, you know, it's, it's just another number, another opportunity to either now we're legal to vote, now we're legal to drink, now we're legal to collect, you know, Social Security or whatever. But frankly, it's just another passage of time. It's a number we use here on Earth to prove that we've been here for a while, to mark things. One lap around the sun means one more year of life. And what's interesting is, is that we do this same thing toward the end of the year. You know, you come up on January 1st, and all of a sudden we flip the calendar over, and it's a brand new year. And we talk about that here. We talk about, you know, how to make this your best year yet. I put together a program called Best Year Blueprint to give people the actual blueprint. They can go out and start improving, living a better life. Now, it's kind of a double-edged sword for me, personally. I have kind of a personal prejudice against the word uh, improvement, especially as it pertains to personal improvement or self-improvement. Self-improvement to me has always been really sort of cheesy. It comes off being kind of cheap. They're like, hey, the books that you want to read are in the self-improvement aisle or the self-help aisle. But to me, that always sounds like something like a home improvement store. You go to the home improvement store to buy lumber and cabinets and new countertops for your kitchen. You, know, you, you can improve a house by adding on to it, bolting things to it. That's not how it works for human beings. We don't become better by bolting things on. You can't go to a store and buy that stuff. That's why you always talk about shelf help, i.e. self-help. Here, take this course from this guru, have them motivate you, and then at the end of said course, you're suddenly going to be better. Now, it's possible that you have improved, and it's possible that that, that improvement is something that is measurable, something that you can point to and say, yeah, that was a pivot point in my life, but there's a couple things I want you to be very, very, very concerned about and very focused on, and that is this. Number one, when somebody says, I can change your life. If you hear one of these quote-unquote experts say, I can change your life, or this course, or this book, or this speech, or this seminar, or this event is going to change your life, be aware, be cautious, keep your head on a swivel, because that's complete and utter BS. 
No one or no thing can change your life. I give my book away for free on my website, Flight Plan of Success. You go to uh, flywithjt.com, you can download the PDF version of the book. You can go on Amazon, you can, you can pay for it. But the point is, is that that book in and of itself has helped people change their lives. It has been an instrument for them to open the door to a new level of thinking, a new way of being, a new way of acting and taking purposeful action toward accomplishing their missions. That's cool. I dig that. But for me to stand here in my virtual pulpit on this podcast and pound my chest and say, my book is going to change your life, is arrogant, it's ego, and it's a lie. No guru, nobody, nothing. Nothing can change your life. You can have a life-changing incident happen. You could be in a car accident or be diagnosed with a terminal disease or go through a financial catastrophe, or go through a heartache. But until you take a different course of action, until you behave differently, think differently, act differently, carry out your daily actions on a, on a consistent basis differently, then nothing changes. There is no life change. In order for something to change, you have to be the change agent. Doesn't mean you can't have examples. It doesn't mean you can't have templates to follow. It doesn't mean you can't have leaders that show the way. But for anybody to try to convince you that they can, quote, change your life or that their course or their book or their seminar is going to change your life is arrogant. But I was thinking about this one more year, one more trip around the sun. The birthday. We all get to have one. We're fortunate when we get another one. And each one we get is a gift. Instead of thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm one year older, we get to think, hey, I've got one more tick on the odometer. That's a pretty special gift to get. Not just is every day a gift, but to be able to stack 365 of them together is pretty amazing, and I'll tell you why. One day in and of itself can be a game changer. But if you stick around for 365 of them, you get to see a trend. You get to look at that and say to yourself, this is really the pathway that has led me to where I am right now. My results, my health, my finances, whatever it is, You can look at that over the past 365 days and see the actual breadcrumb trail that got you where you are. The reason I want to share this message with you today about a commitment to improvement, being relentlessly committed to getting better, not just about results, is because as I was looking back on the 365 days that had passed up to this past March 20th, I thought, man, I'm really grateful to be where I am in life. Doesn't mean that I'm content. It doesn't mean this is where I want to stay. In fact, anything but. Because there was one thing I could see, one thing that absolutely positively stood out to me about the last 365 days was I was different than I was a year ago. I'm different now than I was a year ago in a good way. We all change, hopefully. We all grow, hopefully. But do we improve? Do we get better? It goes back to what I was saying before. It's not about self-improvement. It's not something you can bolt on. Improvement is a journey. To get better is a relentless commitment that you have to make on a daily basis. Every single morning when you wake up, whether it's through the aid of an alarm clock or if you wake up like I do and you're just ready to go, you wake up before the alarm clock even goes off, you know that you're committed 
to making today better than yesterday. And if you can make today better than yesterday and tomorrow better than today and the day after that better than the day before it, suddenly you start to stack up a momentum. You start to build a ball of momentum that moves you forward. So how do we do that? How do we create a relentless commitment to improvement? Well, the first thing is, is that we have to remember better, not perfect. We commit to being better, not perfect. Because perfection is for amateurs. Perfection is for the cowards who are looking for an easy way out. They're looking for the exits. Oh, knowing where the exits are on an airplane is pretty important. They sit you down before they take off. They give you the safety brief, and they go look for the exits around you. They might be closer to you. They might be in front of you. They might be behind you. But at least find, spot the one that's closest to you so that in the event, unlikely as it may be, of a landing, a crash landing, you can exit the aircraft without thinking about where it is, particularly if that cabin's full of smoke, if there's disorientation, if there's dead bodies laying around. You've got to know how to get out of that thing and take living people with you, the survivors with you. But life isn't that way. If we're seeking perfection, we're basically looking for the exits. We're basically saying our mission is too frightening. It's too, it's too much of a burden to bear. So let me find the exits because if it's not perfect, that gives me an opportunity. A, it gives me that, that disclaimer that I can get out of it. It's my refund policy for myself. And that's why perfection is for amateurs. Perfection is for cowards. Now, it's one thing to say, I want to get as close to perfection as I can. I'm going to put forth the effort every day to improve and get as close, hone it down to as, as fine a sheen as I can get it. That's different. That's the mark of a pro. You've got to remember that perfection is the enemy of great, but better is the ally of excellence. If we commit to getting better every single day, not only do we get closer to this delusion of of perfection, but we become a better version of ourselves on a daily basis. And there are going to be days where you're not going to feel it. There'll, there will be days where you feel like quitting. There will be days where the decision to mail it in is far easier than to show up. Days when you're sore, days when you're sick, days when you're tired, days when you just don't feel it, days when your motivation is lacking, or perhaps when the big picture becomes fuzzy, we start to question, is it really worth it? Do we really want that big house on the hill or the big bank account or the big business? Do we really want to have the strong, healthy body? Do we really want to have that relationship that is enviable by all that see it? Do we really want to commit that much? I mean, what's one day? Let's just take one day off. Let's mail it in. Let's do, let's half-ass our work one time. Nobody's going to notice. And, hey, you might get lucky. <laughs> there might be some truth. Maybe nobody notices. But the one person that will always know is you. So it's not about being perfect, because the minute we try to become perfect and we don't live up to it, that's when the disappointment sets in. That's when the self-deprecation starts to mount. That's when we start to think of ourselves as less than capable of being our best, because we couldn't show up and be perfect. But it's not about being perfect, it's about being better. The one thing I could look back on after a year of review is to say, yeah, this was definitely a better year. I'm, I'm in a better place now than I was a year ago. Next is we've got to remember that it's about being incremental, not instant. These days, 
It's very easy to get enamored with now. It's very easy to get enticed with big. It's very easy to get sucked in by automatic. The best marketing people in the world are forcing crap down your throat that you don't need based on now and big and, and automatic. Instead of automatic, it should be authentic. Instead of being big, it should be right, correct, best for you, what's right for you. Instead of being now, it should be whenever it takes, however long it takes. Because improvement is usually gradual. Typically speaking, true, like really great improvement happens over time. You don't go to the gym on the first day and walk out with six-pack abs, especially if you've been sitting around packing it on, right? You don't walk into a relationship that's been stagnant and say, I love you, here's a bag of flowers, here's some candy, and then instantly everything is blissful. It doesn't work that way. You can't show up to a business that you haven't been giving your best to and expect it to be that seven, eight, nine-figure empire in 30 days. It just doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. It's about being incremental. Improvement is gradual. And what's, what's great about improvement being gradual is there's no pressure to get it right the first time. There's no pressure to go from zero to hero. A lot of times we lose. You might lose financially. A lot of people lost their butts in the mid-2000s when the real estate market crashed. The biggest mistake you can make is to try to get back everything in one fell swoop. To try to get everything you lost back in as much time as it took you to lose it. It doesn't work that way. Improvement is gradual. And it doesn't seem fair, it doesn't seem just, and maybe it's not. But that's life. It's about improvement, steady improvement. Consistent action that leads to that steady improvement. The next thing to understand when it comes to relentless commitment to improvement is that we want to honor sustainability over speed. Not sustainable, or I should say not speedy, but sustainable. It's not how fast you get there. It's about how long you can stay. It's about your ability to return. So if you get to a certain level of your fitness and let's say you get hurt or you get sick. It's not about getting right back on the horse and getting there fast. It's about how quickly can you get out of the funk, the injury, the sickness. It's about being able to shirk that first and then be able to get back to your steady state, your, the, the place that you were before, your fitness level. Same thing with finances. Same thing with really any measure of success, anything in high performance. If we want to get to a certain level and we drop how can we get back and stay there? It's not about speed, except when it comes to shaking off the, the emotional part of it. As human beings, we have a tendency to weigh things too heavily. We have a tendency to say, oh my gosh, start beating ourselves up. It's not about that. Remember, we're talking about improvement. How quickly can you recover from the disappointment for sure? That's where speed's important. But it's more about sustainable success, not speed to success, not to go from zero to hero. It's about how long can you sustain that level of performance. 30 days to your first million. I don't care about that. How long can you keep your million? How long can you stay there? 30 days to six-pack abs. Don't care about that. How long can you keep that level of fitness and health and vitality? How long can you stay committed to it? Can, it's one thing to get there in 30 days. It's another thing to come back 30 years later and say, are you still there or have you improved? Not did you backslide and go back to your normal, to your, to your regular level, which actually brings me to the next point. 
And that's about elevating our baseline, not just our elevating our performance. Here's the thing about that. Now, that may sound contradictory to what we talk about here in the high, on the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Performance, you see, is sustainable, is, is situational. It's fleeting. So you might perform better one day and then turn around the next day and be wiped out. I'm doing this physical challenge right now. It's just kicking my butt. It's one of the hardest workouts, and the whole idea is that you want to get as many reps in in a set, set amount of time, 20 minutes and 17 seconds to be exact. How many reps, how many cycles can you go through of this high-intensity workout, cardio workout? Best I could get was 10, and then it dropped off. So in the moment, the day that I got 10, my performance was at its, at its, at its peak, it's not about peak performance. About, it's about elevating your baseline. That's what high performance is. High performance is about elevating the baseline, not just hitting a peak. Peak performance is great. If you need to, you know, all, all of a sudden just turn in one great, one great performance. Maybe you're in the Olympics. Maybe you're in a sport. Uh, maybe you are in sales and you've got to close that big client. That's peak performance. If you want to nail it once, the question that I ask for you is what's more important, to hit it once or to elevate your baseline? Because as situational as performance might be, baselines are your default setting. And you can see where your baseline is right now in life. Whatever area you want to improve, you can see where your baseline is. It's based on your standards, the personal standards you hold yourself to, the standards you hold other people to. It's based on your values. It's based on your priorities. It's based on what you tolerate. One thing I noticed as I was reviewing my year is I was tolerating way too much crap from people that really I didn't have any business they shouldn't have been doing business with in the first place. We have to have the courage to draw a line in the sand and say, this is not working anymore. I'm done. I'm walking away from this. And here's the direction I'm walking in. And to purposely walk in that direction, knowing that's where we want to be, not chasing the next shiny object, not chasing our own tails in the dark but following our own Polaris, and our own Polaris, that North Star, is our values, our standards that we set for ourselves. It is not okay to be late. It is not okay to lie. It's not okay to cheat. It's not okay to cut corners. Those are the standards we set for ourselves. And we have to hold others that we do business with, that we live with, that we relate to, to those standards. And when they breach those, it's time to let them go. When you elevate your baseline your performance will definitely increase. But it's not about peak performance. It's about elevating it over time, sustaining it and maintaining it. Finally, in order to have that relentless commitment to improvement, we have to be willing to accept it all, to take it all. doesn't mean you have to love it. There are going to be times where it's going to suck. You go through those tough times, those challenging times, times that are extreme disappointment. We have to be willing to look at that and find the good in it and see that, hey, sometimes we get knocked on our butt, and that's a perfect time to learn. It's a great time to adjust, recalibrate, get back on the saddle, readjust our course so that we're flying toward our target. There's that old platitude that's as cliche as they come, but they say an aircraft is, only off, is off course 95% of the time. And I'll tell you as an aviator with over 1,600 hours of flight time, I couldn't possibly tell you how often the aircraft is off, is off course. What I can tell you is, is that overall you get where you're going so long as you're willing to make those adjustments, that you are vigilant enough to know that you've got the crosswinds or the things trying to push you off your course, and that you as the pilot of your mission, 
in life can make those subtle course corrections. It's not about making big sweeping turns. It's about making subtle course corrections, accepting the bad with the good. And I say bad with little finger quotes. There's nothing bad or good. It just is. We get to see everybody's good side on Facebook and social, right? We get to see everything that's perfect about life. What we don't get to see are the days that they're feeling crappy, that they have the self-doubt, when they get knocked on their butts and they're doubting whether or not they can or even should get back in the saddle. We don't see that. We only see the part where they're holding up the trophy or the big check or the happy face or they're on, you know, on some vacation taking a selfie next to a superstar. We don't see the moments in between, the fine little details that make up life. It's not about... The fine, it's not about the pictures and all the flash and the dash. It is about the fine little details. It's about improving every single day. It's about making tomorrow better than right now. And if you're having a banner day today, then that means tomorrow you got to step up. If this is the best day of your life, you have to step up tomorrow and make it even better. What an awesome challenge. If today is the worst day of your life, if today absolutely sucks, then that means that you can make tomorrow better. And that is not only a challenge, that's a responsibility. Your responsibility. Sometimes it means just being able to get out of bed in the morning. Sometimes it means being able to dial it up, push back into that fear, push back into that pain, push back into that self-doubt. But it does mean that you have that responsibility every single day to do tomorrow better than today, to do today better than you did yesterday. And to continue to improve through relentless commitment. It's not easy. (laughs) It's definitely not slick. It's not sexy. It's not the stuff that most of the gurus want to sell you, but I can tell you this right now. When you have that relentless commitment to improvement, not to results, but to improvement, the results come. You'll look back at the end of a day and say, yes, that was a masterpiece, as the great John Wooden would say. It's not about being perfect ever it's about being better it's not about instant it's about incremental it's not about speedy and fast it's about sustainable it's not about elevating just your performance it's about raising your baseline your tolerance level your standards your values your priorities and it's about taking it all the good with the bad being humble in 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 victory and gracious in defeat. Stay in the course no matter what. My friends, this show is a wrap. It's my privilege to come at you here on the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Looking forward to doing it again next week. Get yourself over to flywithjt.com and download a complimentary copy of Flight Plan to Success. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll talk to you next week.